Well, he went down to dinner in his Sunday best Excitable boy, they all said And he popped the pot roast all over his chest Excitable boy, they all said just an excitable boy. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. Episode 147 to be exact, where it's my goal to talk about doing what you can with what you have, wherever you are, as Teddy Roosevelt once said. This is a practical show. I'm not some kind of a survival trainer. I haven't written a bunch of books about it and stuff like that. I'm not going to call myself an expert. I'm just an everyday guy, probably like a lot of you men and women who listen to this, just ordinary people trying to figure out how to get more prepared for everyday events. And oftentimes, while I'm driving down the road with a little bit of spare time, I like to talk to you about getting prepared. So it's a common sense program. I keep it rooted in common sense. No tin foil hat type of thinking. I don't go off on all that crazy stuff. I just keep it pretty practical, actually, and I want to give a big shout-out to all of the newest international listeners. You know, I do this show mostly from the roads of Texas in the United States, but I've been getting a lot of emails lately from people overseas, and uh, welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in. It's uh, quite flattering to have an international audience. This show uh, may sound a little bit different than most of my past shows. The reason being is even though I'm in a vehicle, I'm in a much larger vehicle than typically when I do this show. I'm I'm driving a 17-foot U-Haul truck from Dallas to San Antonio. San Antonio is going to be my new city of residence here in about a week. Well, a week from the day I'm dictating this podcast. By the time you hear it, it'll be a little bit less than a week. As a result of a new job I recently got that I'm very thankful to have because this is a rotten rotten job market and of course the loss of a job is one of the most common things that I think that people need to prepare for. Don't forget about that. A lot of people seem to forget about the fact that you need to prepare for the loss of a job. That's one of the reasons why storing food, storing water, staying out of debt, having a nice savings account or at least an emergency fund and stuff like that, that's why that's so important. But I feel blessed, very blessed. Uh, God's been looking out for me, folks, and one of the agreements that I had to make with this new career opportunity is I had to move to South Texas. I could pick anywhere I want in South Texas, as long as it was in South Texas, because that's my new sales territory. Yes, I'm a salesperson. For those of you who might be kind of new to listening to this show, I'm one of the most hated people in the world, right? I'm a salesperson. Maybe hated only just slightly less than lawyers. Oops, nope. No no offense, to because I have lawyers who listen to this show. Sorry, folks, but hey, you got to admit... Uh, to to all the attorneys out there and the other salespeople like me who are listening to this, people don't like us. But it's fun. I love this job. Anyway, one of the commitments that I had to make was to move to South Texas. So my family and I picked the Alamo City. I'm looking forward to it. Slower pace than the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And that's just simply okay with me. This show is going to be about willpower. And you don't hear this talked about a lot. A little bit, you hear other podcasters and bloggers and people that run preparedness forums, you hear them talk a little bit about willpower, 
But that's going to be the general theme of this, and it's not discussed a lot. So I figured I would just go ahead and dedicate a show to it. Now, you've heard people say that the will to survive is is typically more important than anything else. You know, Cody, Cody Lundin des- describes survival as about 90% psychology. And uh, I, I think I agree with him on that. You know, it's uh, it, my positive thinking background helps me with that. Now, this is not a rah-rah, sis-boomba kind of show where I'm going to try to pump you up. That's not what this is all about. I used to do that kind of stuff. I used to have a background in public speaking and motivational speaking and sales training. I used to do that in my early adult years. Did quite well. Was quite successful with it. But that's not what this is going to be. Because I've learned some lessons lately doing this, this move here. You know, moving all my belongings and things. And I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've been learning. Because... I believe that this podcast is a sharing experience, so I want to talk about that before I get into the main topic matter. All right? I want to talk about our forum. First of all, please join today's Survival Show Forum. If you go to the main website, todayssurvival.com, that might be how you downloaded this podcast. It's also available on iTunes. You will see on the main website at todayssurvival.com, by the way, that's two S's in Today's Survival. Somebody emailed me recently and said, Hey, I go to Today Survival, and I can't find your, your, your show. It's at todayssurvival.com. Long story why I called it that. I'll probably get to that one of these days and talk more about it, but I don't want to dedicate much time in this podcast about that. But if you go to todayssurvival.com, you will see a link there that will get you to our forum. Get signed up. It's free. There are a lot of good, like-minded people on there. My forum is relatively small in numbers, something like 720 members or so right now, but it grows a little bit each month, and I like that. One of the reasons why I like the fact that we're kind of small is it's manageable. You know, there's not a lot of really weird people on there, and what I mean by that is there's not a lot of trolls on there. There's not a lot of goofballs that really don't know much about preparedness. You know, one of the things I like about the people who join our forum is if somebody doesn't know something, everybody's willing to help. And that's what I like. You don't get a lot of personal attacks. You don't get a lot of screwballs on there that are 12 years old and they pose themselves as being 19, 20, or 25 years old. You don't get a lot of that. Okay? There is a section for kids, by the way, and uh, it's not used enough, but I think it should be. But you don't get a whole lot of fake people on there. I, I, I like that. It's, it's very controlled and it's very friendly. So please join our forum. You can just about post anything you want as long as it's not a personal attack or as long as it's not profanity. Okay? So there. That's what I wanted to say mainly. And by the way, for those of you who listen to iTunes or listen to this show from iTunes, give me a review. I would like it. I'd like, it's, it's, it kind of helps me, but more importantly, when people are checking out this show and they're taking a look at it, it's great to be able to read through some reviews and let, let people honestly know what you think of my program. So anyway, as I'm driving this big truck here, to me this is big. You know, Some of you might drive trucks bigger than this, but when you're used to driving a Honda Accord like me, hey, you get into a 17-foot U-Haul and uh, this baby feels big and powerful and I like that. Okay, let's talk about willpower. First of all, I guess I want to start off by talking about, in a survival situation, you you can do whatever really you want to do. Whatever you really, really set your mind to do, you're going to be able to do. And I know that that's kind of overused, right? You've heard thousands and thousands of people say, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And I know some people think, yeah, yeah, right, I've heard that. But, you know, moving has proven it to me. 
I'm trying to save a few bucks here. And one of the reasons why I'm driving this U-Haul is I'm trying to move as much stuff as I can on my own because the moving char- moving company is charging me by the pound. And so the more I can do on my own at a cheaper rate than what they're charging me by the pound, the more I'm saving. I'm all about saving money. I've gotten real tight as I get into... The more deeper I get into preparedness, the cheaper I get, I guess. You ever notice that? Has that happened to any of you? I mean, it's happened to me. The more I get into preparedness, the cheaper I get. In just about everything. You know, now, when it comes to items that can save my life, I, you know, I try not to go too cheap on those because, hey, it's life-saving equipment, okay? And I value my life a whole lot. And, And speaking of that, by the way, Man, there's been some real crazy stuff happening in the world lately, hasn't there? Some things that kind of raise your eyebrows and remind you as to why you need to prepare. That tragedy in Norway, that nutbag in Norway that shot all those kids, uh, those young people who were camping, uh, that's just ridiculous. What is it, 82 people that he shot or something like that? And he also set off a bomb in in, in Norway. And I got some, some things to say about that, by the way. But... And I'll get to that. And then, of course, here just in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area recently in Grand Prairie, some nut job uh, who was mad, I guess, at his wife or something like that. There was, you know, His wife's sister was holding a birthday party for an 11-year-old boy. And he goes in there and he shoots his wife and he shoots his wife's sister and then shoots himself. That's just tragedy. Just awful. Now, now these little kids have to grow up without parents because their mom got shot by their dad. And then their dad shot himself, so now they have no parents at all. And, you know, when I see stuff like that, it just... Folks, this is never going to end. I hate to tell you this. You know, I'm a positive guy. I really am. I'm a positive thinker, but I'm also a realist. Aren't you? Aren't you a realist? Let me urge you to be someone grounded in reality as well, please. You have to admit that this kind of stuff happens. You can't deny it. You can't bury your, your head in the sand like an ostrich and say, Oh, this, this doesn't happen. It does happen. And every time something like this happens, it reminds me. It reminds me of why I prepare in every way that I can. Okay? It's why you should teach kids to be prepared and get them started at an early age. I'm all about family, folks. Get them started at an early age because that's when it sinks in and that's when it becomes part of their lifestyle. And preparedness truly is a lifestyle. So I look at this situation in Norway recently and I'm thinking, okay, you got all these people on a camping trip. Certainly there was maybe some adult chaperones there, right? Certainly maybe there were some responsible adults at the scene. Where were their firearms? Why weren't they armed? So that when this sleazeball comes in there and starts shooting people, people, somebody can fire back, huh? Maybe somebody can fire back and stop this nutbag before he kills too many? Now, in Norway, they're fairly firearms friendly. I mean, I know there's a listener who listens to this show uh, named Miko from Finland. So, hey, Miko in Finland, let me ask you, would you do me a favor? You know, because you're right next to Norway, you probably know a lot more about Norwegian gun laws than I do. Would you please send me an email, Miko? Let me know what you know about Norwegian firearm laws. But here you go. Here is a perfect case as to why firearms, firearms laws should not be so restrictive. And when people have the right to carry, 
please do it. Please do it. You never know when some screwball like this is going to come in and start shooting. Okay, now let's talk about here in Texas. Here in Texas, we have very friendly firearms laws. We're very pro-gun in this state. Guess what? It still happens. You get this nutbag who decides he's going to go to a, uh, a roller rink, by the way. They were having a roller skating party. Okay? A roller skating party for an 11-year-old. And this guy comes in and he starts shooting in Texas. Guess what? People have the right to carry here. As long as you're not a convicted felon and you complete the application and take the course, you must be issued a concealed carry license. You must. Texas law says you you must be, they must issue you a concealed carry license if you have not committed a felony and you complete the application process and the class properly and pay the fee. And guess what? Nobody was there carrying at that roller rink. What's wrong with people? What's going on? Wake up, folks. Wake up. Wake up. This is a violent world. This is a world that is much different than it was 30 or 40 years ago, is it not? 30 or 40 years ago, maybe you didn't have to worry about this stuff so much. 50 years ago, maybe you didn't have to worry about this stuff so much. But this is July of 2011, folks. And, ah, man, it just frustrates me. People are just not paying attention out there. They're just not paying attention. If this show that I do, if this motivates just one person to do something to save their life, to me it's worth it. If you go to the forum, if you go to today's survival show forum, and you look at my signature, the signature underneath every post that I that I make on my forum, it's I, I quote Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, I can't talk today. I quote Ralph Waldo Emerson. He once said, to know that one life has breathed easier because I have lived, that is to have succeeded. Something like that. I can't remember it word for word. I copied it and pasted it. But, you know, that's my motto. That's my motto. To know that one life has breathed easier because I have lived, to me that's success. Because it's something that I've done. So if it motivates one person, my goal is achieved. I don't need to have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners. It'd be nice, but I don't need to. I think I've got somewhere around 5,000 a week right now that download this show. Small numbers by most internet standards. But still, hey, if 5,000 people a week are, are interested enough in listening to me, hey, my goal's achieved. If I never did another podcast, if this was my last episode, folks, I'd be fine with it. Because some people have emailed me and they say, Hey, Bob, you know what? You've motivated me to do certain things. You've motivated me to expand my willpower, my ability, my will to live. And that's what it's about. And preparedness starts now. Where were the people in Grand Prairie, Texas recently? At that roller rink. Where were the people that should have been carrying a gun that could have stopped this nutbag? And I know some people are going to be thinking, Oh, boy, I wouldn't want to carry a gun to a child's birthday party at a roller rink. Why not? You know, if you carry a firearm properly and responsibly in a holster where it's supposed to be carried by a responsible citizen, that's not unsafe. It's not a bit unsafe. Think about this. How unsafe are you being and how irresponsible are you being? If you're a parent of a child at a birthday party at a roller rink and some nut job comes in there and starts shooting and you've got no way to protect your kids, now how irresponsible and unsafe are you? Wouldn't you agree you're probably more irresponsible and more unsafe by not having a weapon to protect your kid who's being shot at than you would be if you were carrying a weapon? Come on, folks. We've got to start changing our thought process here. I recently saw a post on Facebook recently 
the uh, the gun discussion came up. And folks, this is not a show about guns. I do a different podcast for that. Okay, I do a, a, another podcast called the Handgun World Show. It's at handgunworld.com and it's on the Gun Rights Radio Network. That's all I do is talk about guns over there. But hey, let's face it. You know what? Firearms is an aspect of, of survival. It's part of it, even though it's a small part of it. When things like this happen, it makes you think, doesn't it? So I'm reading this Facebook post, and, and, and the subject of guns came up, and, and some lady posts on Facebook something like, well, you know, um, I, maybe we should just have more laws to get the guns out of criminals' hands. Huh? Pass more laws to get guns out of criminals' hands? Since when do criminals obey laws? I mean, that's why they're criminals, isn't it? I mean, man, just frustrating to read that. Criminals obeying laws? Passing more laws to keep guns out of criminals' hands? It ain't going to happen, folks. And I don't care what you want to say. I don't care if he was a loving father. He's a criminal. Right? He's a criminal. He went into an establishment and he started shooting innocent people. He went into a roller rink and started shooting innocent people. He's a criminal. The guy in Norway starts shooting innocent campers. He's a criminal. Just because somebody doesn't have a rap sheet doesn't mean that they're not a criminal. And if they, even if they do have a rap sheet, what in the world makes anybody think that some guy that's got a rap sheet is going to obey any law telling him he can't have a gun? Come on. Let's please wake up. Okay? Alright, I've said enough about that. But it does make you think, doesn't it? Those two events, it kind of makes you think. Let's talk about willpower then. Let, let me get focused here on this subject of willpower. Now... You know, folks, there's been times here in the last two weeks while we're, while we're packing our belongings and I'm making decisions and my wife's making decisions about what do we keep, what do we take on the move with us, what can we live without. Boy, is that ever an exercise in willpower. Whew. Man, for those of you who have moved, think back to the hard decisions you made. It's amazing, folks, how much junk we collect, especially those of us who are preppers. Can any of you relate to this? Man, we, I mean, we, we collect a lot of junk, don't we? A lot of stuff we just don't need. I'm becoming more and more of a minimalist. The older I get and the more I do things like this, like move. I haven't moved in five years. That's a world record for me, folks. I used to move a lot. <laughs> Every two to four years, my wife and I decided, yeah, we don't like it here. Let's move. And you don't want to do that either. That's dumb. But, you know, we stayed in this place for five years. And it's like, wow, God, did we ever collect a bunch of stuff we just don't need? You know, I live by the philosophy that if I haven't used it, touched it, or thought about it in a year, I don't need it. I'll say that again. If I haven't used it, touched it, or thought about it in a year's period of time, I don't need it. My wife's kind of on board with that, too. So we've been getting rid of a lot. You know, we've been donating a lot. We've been just throwing stuff away. Um, We're keeping all of our preps. Don't worry, folks. We're keeping all of our preps. It's worth moving the preps. I've invested time, money, sweat equity, financial equity into these preps. They're, they're coming with us. In fact, a lot of them are in this truck that I'm driving right now. But i got to tell you, it's a, it's a great exercise in willpower. First of all, it's 104 stinking degrees here in North Texas. It's ridiculous. Man, our heat is awful. No, Al Gore's wrong about global warming. This is not global warming. He's still wrong. Okay? This is just a darn hot summer. And it happens every while, every once in a while. This is Texas. It happens every once in a while. Temperatures of 102 to 104. That makes heat indexes like 110 or 111. It's insane. 
Thank God the humidity has been down to 25% recently. But it's still hot, especially when you're loading a moving truck. But it's a great exercise in willpower. Gets you in shape, folks. It does. I hydrate often. I hydrate before I start working. I hydrate while I'm working. And I hydrate after I'm working. I'm keeping myself... Lots of water I'm drinking, folks. Keeping myself very well hydrated because that's the last thing that I want to do is get dehydrated in this intense heat. That's when all kinds of problems happen. But it's a great test of willpower. Not just physical willpower, which you do have to have in a survival situation, don't you? I mean, you, you have to have the, the physical willpower, but mental. Mental. You know, I found, I found myself the last couple of weeks saying, why am I doing this? Why did I decide to do this? It would have been so much easier to not take this job. It would have been so much easier to stay right here in familiar surroundings. Yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth is kind of crowded. And yeah, we live in an expensive suburb that's a little bit too crowded. You know, we live in Frisco. And you know, we, we, could, we could just stay here. We have all the conveniences and everything. And we can just live our prepper lifestyle right here in the comfort of a nice, rich suburb. And, and we don't need to do this. But I kept telling myself, no, it's the right thing to do. I took this job for a reason. Okay? And, and, and by the way, I was, you know, I'm blessed. God's blessed me with the opportunity to make a healthy living, uh, to get with a company that I think is much better than the Jokers I left, you know, several months ago. And I'm doing well. It was, it's been a tough, you know, speaking of willpower, boy, I tell you what, I, I kind of entered a new industry. I mean, I'm still in the uh, access control and security business, but it's a whole different ball of. Or a whole different ball game here. I'm, I'm selling to hotels. You know, I'm teaching hotels how to become more secure with product and with techniques. And it, I, I, I'd never paid much attention to a hotel before. To me, a hotel was just a place to sleep, get on the internet, check my emails, get my work done, and get up the next day and go to work again in the city I'm in. I never, I never spent too much time thinking about how a hotel can become more secure. So that's been a test of willpower. But you can do whatever you want to do, folks. And, you know, I, I did a show a couple, uh, couple of months ago called Reinventing Yourself. I think it was even before episode 100. It might have been four or five months ago. Called Reinventing Yourself. It's something that people have to do in this tight job market, folks. This awful job market, I should say. You have to reinvent yourself. You have to try new things. And you have to summon up the willpower to say, hey, I can do this because you absolutely can do something different. It's hard to get out of the comfort zone. I understand that. We get in our comfort zone. We get in these little zones where we just, everything's comfortable. But you gotta break out of it. You, you just do. You can't get anywhere in life. You can't succeed anywhere in life or at anything even if it's prepping. Even if it's survival. Even if it's putting away food. Even if it's learning how to um, how to cook in different methods like I talked about in the last show. Even if it's a a new way to to learn how to build shelter or make a fire, or if it's a new way to store water, you know, or if it's a new way to can vegetables or whatever, whatever whatever you're trying to do, that's a that's a kind of a reinvention of yourself, is it not? Isn't that kind of just developing a new you? I think it is, and that's the growth that I want to encourage you to undertake, and it's it's something I've been experiencing. So I could have said, well, you know, we'll just stay right here. But no, we've decided to go ahead and get out of our comfort zone and make this move. I'm familiar with the San Antonio area, but I've never lived there before. 
I've never planted roots there before. My son, my son's going to start seventh grade, and you know, I mean, he's at that age now where he's starting to, you know, he's going into seventh grade where he's going to want to plant some roots now, finally, and, and make some friends. And so, you know, I'm a little bit apprehensive. I'm thinking, well, gee, you know, San Antonio is a nice area. We think we found a nice home in a nice neighborhood. Uh, you know, we got a little bit more space than we had here in Frisco, and the, you know, it is our goal to. Uh, Try to find a decent piece of land in the in the in the near future. You know, even if it's not a piece of land that's attached to our house, at least I'd like to be able to buy some land to where I can get a garden going and start, you know, making some land work for me because I haven't been able to do much of that except for container gardening and so forth. And I'm sure we'll probably find some a nice area in the San Antonio area to be able to do that. If it would, if it would ever rain again there. Boy, the drought conditions are horrible. And here's another lesson of willpower. Another lesson in survival. Learning to adapt to the drought conditions. If I'm not mistaken, I think the San Antonio area is like 12 feet below normal. Uh, Excuse me, 12 inches. (laughs) Something like 12 or 13 inches, maybe even more, 15 inches, something like that below normal rainfall for the year. So we've got a bad drought going on. But, still, willpower is saying to me, it's the right thing to do. I can feel it. I can feel it. And you have to go with your gut sometimes, folks. And that's a survival lesson I want to talk to you about, is going with your gut. So many times we start second-guessing ourselves. Let me urge you, please don't second-guess yourself. Humans are such intuitive people. Or, or, or intuitive beings is what I meant to say. We're very intuitive. We, we, we can feel things. All right? There's a, there, there's a, you know, people can kind of just sense what's going on. And so... If it feels right, generally, it is. Now, I'm not saying don't question things and don't do your homework. You know, don't act on a whim. But when you do your homework and it feels right, go for it. I did my homework on this. I did my homework on this opportunity. I did my homework on the house we bought. I did my homework on the area we're going to. I did my homework on the metro area that we're going to be living in. Uh, it's not exactly what I wanted. You know, hey, it'd be nice to have 25 acres out somewhere where I could build myself some type of a bug-out location that I could actually live in uh, a lot and, and, and hunt around that area and so forth and do whatever I darn well pleased with the land. That's not in the cards for me right now. I'd like to be able to do that, but right now it's not in the cards for me. Like I said, I might find a separate piece of land in the next couple of years or so and I'll plunk down the cash and buy it. And then work on it from, you know, work on it that way. But for now, it's going to suit our needs. It's going to allow us to continue to prepping, to, to, to continue to prep for common everyday occurrences, common sense prepping. And it's going to be pretty suitable. But I did my homework on it and it felt right. And so I did it. But let me tell you what, I've had to summon up some willpower in this 104 degree heat to get this done. And, uh,. I'm having to work at the same time. So I'm having to juggle a move, driving a truck, unloading the truck tomorrow, and also stay in touch with customers and keep my sales pipeline building. Because, you know, in sales, it's all about building a pipeline. Sometimes it's not about what you know, or it's not even who you know. It's who knows you. Who knows that you're in the area with good service, good prices, and a good product? A lot of it, that's, that's half the battle right there. So for any of you who are in the sales field, you know, that's what it's all about. It's a numbers game. So I'm having to do that too as well. And it's willpower. It's taking a lot of perseverance. But you know, I thought about it when I got in this truck a couple of hours ago. Before I started doing this podcast, I got in this truck and I, and it felt good. I thought to myself, this is fun. 
this is a lot of fun. Pushing myself, stretching myself beyond limits that I, you know, I thought I had limits. I'm going beyond those limits. Pushing myself beyond the limits I thought I have. This is fun. This is what it's all about. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. You know, going beyond what I thought my capabilities were. I'm going beyond that. And, uh, wow. I mean, this is really fun. It really is. Uh, You know, not growing is boring. Have you ever noticed that? Can you relate to me on that? If you're not le- if you're not learning something new and growing, it's boring. What a what a dull existence if you're not growing. But you have to have you have to have the willpower to grow. You have to have the willpower to try something new. But it's really a blast. And it's not without its frustration. I mean, certainly not. You know, uh, definitely not without its frustration. I, I mean, you know, one of my water pipes in the front yard sprung a leak in the last couple weeks. Ugh, last thing I need, right? I, I just sold my house. They're going to be closing on it soon. The new owners are going to be closing. I can't have this stinking water leak. And I'm just not good with that kind of stuff. So it's been really, really frustrating. I've had to get somebody to come over and fix my water leak. I'm really afraid to look at what my last water bill is going to be. Whew, man, that's going to be awful. Uh, but it's one of those things. But boy, that stretched my patience. That's really stressed, stretched my patience. But I had to dig deep inside me and say, this is just a small hurdle. I'm going to get by this. And I did. Before I left the house today, the water leak is fixed. No more problem. One of these days, I need to learn how to fix my own water leaks. I guess I need to add that to my list of skills to know, to my list of sur- survival preps, right? Learn how to be, learn how to do some basic plumbing so I can fix a stupid water leak. Ah, I got to learn that stuff, though. See, and it's fun. It's going to be fun. I know that the day when I learn some of that kind of stuff, it's going to be fun. So, I don't know about you, um, if you're like me or not. Maybe I'm weird. Am I weird? Help me out, folks. Tell me. Am I weird? You know... Learning things, I mean, you know, learning things that are hard, that are really difficult, that take a lot of patience and a lot of perseverance, to me, that's fun. Is that weird? Is that weird thinking? I mean, am I abnormal? But I do think it's a, it's a skill, it's a willpower that a good prepper and a good survivalist needs to develop. I, I hope you'll agree with me on that. Uh, don't be afraid, though. Use the comments section um, at todayssurvival.com. Use the comments section. Tell me I'm weird if I'm weird. Get on the forum. Tell me I'm all screwed up, that my thinking is backwards. I don't know. I can handle it. I'm a big guy. I don't mind it. But tell me if I'm weird. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about in willpower, it's it's not really directly related to willpower. It's kind of indirectly related to it. But And I've, and I've spoken about this in other episodes. But I, I think it bears repeating here. Please, please, please watch out what you listen to and who you listen to and stop watching the news. The news is a bunch of trash, folks. You know, I mean, the news is inundated with a bunch of screwball politicians from both parties, Republican and Democrat. I'll pick on them both because there's a lot of whack jobs in both of them. And, and they're arguing it, and they're, they're running this country into the ground. They are. They're running this country into the ground. To all my international listeners out there, you think you got problems in your country? Guess what? Here in the United States, we still have lots of problems as well. And our problems seem to be growing. They're not shrinking. They're growing. Some of the news is unavoidable. I mean, you know, obviously I, I watch and listen to a little bit of news. 
because I heard about the Grand Prairie shooting and I heard about the situation that recently happened in Norway, the tragedy. Most of the news I get is from websites that I've checked out that I think are fairly objective. They're, they're, they're fairly objective and even then I have to take a lot of what I see and read with a grain of salt, but don't turn the TV on. Try not to anyway. You know, we didn't get rid of our TV in this move. We're taking our TV with us because it has a purpose sometimes. But I downgraded my TV services once again. And that felt good because the move's costing us a lot of money, so I got to start, you know, replenishing part of the emergency fund. I dipped into the emergency fund to pay for this move. I uh, don't know if that was the right move to do or not. I don't, don't know if that was the right thing to do, but that's what we did. I want to pay cash. You know, I refuse to put the cost of this move on credit. I don't live on credit anymore. I don't use credit. Credit is evil. It is. It's evil. You may not agree. I understand. I know there's some people that will argue with me for days on end why it's necessary to have a credit card or two. I don't believe it is. But that's just my opinion. But I refuse to put this move on credit. Got to pay cash for this move. So I dipped into the emergency fund. So now I got to spend about the next uh, four to five months, I estimate, replenishing, replacing the money that we're spending on this move, replacing it back into my emergency fund. Got to do that. And let me tell you what, folks, that, em- that emergency fund has bailed me out a lot in the last three years. So there's another piece of willpower I want to talk about. Talk about Financial willpower. Do you have it? Do you have the financial willpower to do what it takes to build the emergency fund, to pay off debt, to live like a survivalist? You don't have to live like a, like a miser. You don't have to live, you know, like you're poor even if you're not. Just live within your means. What a concept. Huh? Well, what a concept that is. Why can't people grasp that anymore, living within their means? Very simple. Spend less than you make. Preferably, only spend 75% of what you make. Think about that. Live on a budget that's only 75% of what you make. If it goes over 75%, you don't need it. Wait. I mean, just think about it. If you're only spending 75% of what you earn, that means you're saving 25%. Wow! I mean, think about that. How good of a position, how good of a life could you be living if you saved 25% of all the money you've made in your entire life up to this point? I don't care if you're young and you just started working, or I don't care if you're almost retired or you are retired and you worked 40 or 50 years. What if you saved 25%? Isn't that powerful? Let's back it down to 15%. Okay, let's say you live, let's say you spend 85% of what you make. Even if you save 15%, Americans don't do that. Lots of people in other countries don't do that. Some do, though. Some do. Wow, that takes a lot of willpower, doesn't it? To save 15%? To decide to put it into a savings account or a good investment vehicle before you go spending it on stuff you just don't need, you can live without. Or at least, or even try this. Let's say you don't spend a thin dollar. Excuse me. Let's say you don't save one thin dollar. You don't save a darn thing. That's bad, but let's say you don't. How about just paying cash for everything? Only spending what you have and not using credit. See, because basically, using credit is spending money you don't have. 
And typically, you're not guaranteed money in the future. Typically. I know that there are some situations that are they're rare where someone's guaranteed some money. Even then, you know, try to stay away from credit. I can understand borrowing exactly what you're 100% guaranteed. But, you know, let's face it. Are there really any 100% guarantees in life? I'm having a hard time finding them. But that takes willpower, doesn't it? So I guess I want this show to be a, mostly about how far can you stretch. And it's going to be a relatively short show compared to the length of some of the ones I've been putting out recently. But I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this mostly without show notes uh, just because I haven't had time to do a whole lot of research on this subject. But I wanted to get this message out there. I wanted to talk about you know, the, 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 the willpower and, and what are you willing to do because I think you're, 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 you're able to do a lot more than you think you can. And while this lesson that I've been learning is fresh in my mind, while I've been learning these hard lessons that, hey, yeah, you know what? I can do just about anything I set my mind to. Sometimes I do lose sight of that, folks. I do. Sometimes I lose sight of that. And, you know, when things start to normalize, when I'm not trying to push myself to get my family moved 300 miles south... I lose sight of the fact that I can do whatever I want to do and whatever I set my mind to. And so while I'm in that mode of thinking, I wanted to do this podcast for you because I think it's so important, folks. And if you watch any television shows on survival or you listen to other podcasts or you listen to success stories on survival, you're going to hear people talk about doing what they can with less, about improvising, about going above and beyond what they normally do when they're in their comfort zone, aren't you? Aren't you going don't, don't to... You, don't you hear that? You read that? You see it? I do. That's what I get out of it. And oftentimes it comes down to the people who survive are the ones that get creative, the ones that summon up the willpower to push themselves to do things, to make things, and to accomplish things that they didn't think they could do before the tragic event hit them. So whatever it is that hits you, whether it's a loss of a family member who made most of the money in your family, God forbid, let's say they pass away unexpectedly, or maybe you're unemployed, you've been unemployed for a year and a half, two years, three years, and you just don't know where the money is going to come from, and you have to reinvent yourself and try something new. Or even if a weather disaster came through. If a hurricane or a tor- tornado or a, a, a earthquake or tsunami, whatever it is, hits you. Or let's say you are going to a birthday party like some people in Grand Prairie, Texas were the other day. For an 11-year-old child and some dirtbag comes in and starts shooting the place up. Maybe that happens. Are you prepared for that kind of stuff? If you're on a camping trip and you're you're camping with a whole bunch of people, even if you're not in Norway, it can happen anywhere, folks. And someone someone with that who someone whose mind just doesn't function properly comes in and starts shooting up the campsite, and people are dying. Are you ready for that? Do you have the willpower right now? To prepare for that stuff. I also think, and here's my final message of this podcast, I also think the willpower has a lot to do 
with telling yourself that things can and will happen. I'm not saying be a pessimist, but please be a realist. Be a realist. Tell yourself that things can and will happen. And don't put your head in the sand and say, well, you know what, I'm just going to skip that part of the prep, of, of, of traditional prepping. I'm not going to go out and buy a gun and learn how to use it because I don't like guns. My parents didn't like guns and I don't like guns. That's shallow thinking, folks. Well, it wasn't brought up around guns. So, you need a gun to protect yourself. Oh, well, people might think I'm an extremist if I store lots of food. So, who cares? Let them think you're, you're an extremist. Well, they might think I'm an extremist if I have a generator to power my home in case there's a power outage for several days, weeks, or months. So what? Who cares what people think? Part of the willpower to survive, I believe, is getting over the what-are-they-going-to-think-of-me syndrome. And I can't think of a better word or terminology for it, so I'll say it again. What are they going to think of me? Syndrome. That's a bad syndrome. Who cares what they think of you? I don't care what people think of me. You shouldn't care about what people think of you. The only thing you should you should care about is what you think of yourself and what your family, your immediate family, your spouse if you have one, and your kids. They're the only approval you need, folks. You don't need anybody else's approval. It's okay to want, but not need, other people's approval. I'm a firm, firm believer in that. And if you get hung up in stereotypes, and you get hung up in thinking about what other people are thinking about you, and what other people, how, how they view you, you won't be a, a successful survivalist. You won't be prepared. Because let me tell you, if you listen to every joker who criticizes you, because you're a prepper or a survivalist, whatever term you want to call it. If you listen to every joker that criticizes you, you won't do some of the things that you need to do. You won't put together some of the preps. You won't learn some of the skills. You won't develop your mind. You won't read the books. You won't listen to the podcast. You won't watch the videos that you need to be watching to learn this stuff. Because you're going to be too afraid of what Joe Schmo down the street thinks of you. Or what Sally thinks of you, because all of a sudden now you started canning and storing a lot of food, and you're having coffee with Sally one day, and she says, why are you and your husband doing this? That sounds pretty extreme to me. Do you realize that there's not much of a chance that could happen? Anybody ever say that to you? Please ignore it. They've said it to me. Okay? I mean... You know, it was another guy talking to me saying that. But, hey, it doesn't matter if it's coming from a guy or a woman. I mean, it's, it's the same message. And I just kind of smile and and I just went, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, you know, I didn't want to offend that person. So I just kind of, I smiled. I was cordial. And when I got done talking to that person, I silently thought to myself when I got back in my car, you fool. You fool. One of these days, I hope not, but one of these days, this person is going to end up going to some birthday party at a roller rink, and somebody's going to come in there and shoot, and they're not going to be prepared, and someone's going to die. Someone close to them is going to die. Because they didn't have the willpower, because they thought it was weird. Or they thought it was, it's, people should own guns. Or they thought it was weird to prepare. Oh, carry a gun? Go, go to a class and learn how to shoot? That's extreme. And they'll regret it someday, because they weren't ready. Or someday, those fools that talk that way, because they don't have the willpower that you do, those fools that talk that way, someday are gonna, they might lose their job and won't be able to find another job for a year and a half. And they're not going to have much to eat. 
And they're going to be on the verge of losing their house without a place to live. And they're going to be up to their eyeballs in debt because they weren't smart with their money. And they won't be able to get themselves out of a financial jam either. Because they thought it was too weird and they didn't have the willpower to prepare. And so that's kind of my psychological message for you, I guess. And, you know, it's, I wanted to put that out today, folks. Because, and this is a little bit of an unusual show. It's a little bit different than what I normally do. You know, normally I pick a subject and I research it and I go after it and I find other sources and other people that have what I think are some pretty good things to say. And then I present it to you and I give it my own flavor, my own twist, and I let you hear about it. But this is a little bit different. I'm driving this truck which is not something that I'm used to doing, but it's a lot of fun, actually. See, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, driving a moving truck, summoning up the willpower to do some of this work myself, and it's fun. And so I got motivated to do this podcast and give you this message, and I hope that you liked it. So I'd love to hear your comments on it, folks. With that, I think I've pretty much said it the way I wanted to say it. I'll go ahead and I'll sign off. So... Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. My name is Bob Main. I like to talk about doing what you can with what you have wherever you are and summoning up the willpower to do so. Thanks for listening, folks. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.